Welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm here today with Mariah Cause, which I'm just so excited to chat with you today, Mariah. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. I'm truly so honored to be here. I love this podcast. I want to like shout out your recent episodes and talk about them. <laughs> um, I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. I know it's going to be really juicy. Yes. And I wanted to share this with people. And I think I've shared this with you, but it's so funny to, I'm in one of your programs right now, technically a few, but like Mm -hmm. in one of them. And it's, it's so funny because you are the first person I ever bought from online ever. Really? And it was your, I think it was like, um, I forget what you called it, but like, I think it was the blogging program. Was it, was it your first one K? I think it was, <laughs> which is, that was like our first ever. And it's so crazy because so like spoiler alert, we're actually like completely upgrading that program. Like literally this week, we're like bringing it back, which is so exciting and strange and like such a full circle, like return moment. But I was going through all the like client testimonials and like all this, like, you know, just looking back in the files of everything about this program as we update it. And I'm like, there are literally like, I mean, that program has had like 2000 people go through it or something, but like hundreds of the people who've been in that program now have like multiple six, seven figure businesses. And it's so wild to be like, everyone just like started the little, like planted the little seed there. And it's so crazy to think like now all these people who had like, that was like the first thing they ever bought. It's so cool. And that must've been in like 2015. I'm it was 2015. Yeah. Because I was, I don't even know if I knew about coaching then. Yeah. And I was like, I I would like read your blog. Totally. (laughs) I wanted, that was like, then that was like my dream. Like, I don't even think I really cared about making that much money from it. I was like, Mm -hmm. I just think that'd be so fun. Like I was a freelancer, like let me blog on the side and maybe sell one of those cool PDFs. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that whole program originally was like based on blog, like how to turn your blog into a business and like monetize your blog. Now it's really expanded to like you know, maybe you have a blog or a YouTube or a podcast or like a social media, like, you know, presence or something. There's so many other platforms, but literally in 2015, it was like all about the blog. But I think it helped me a lot because it was about, um, I don't even remember exactly what it was about or what it was taught. It was so long ago, but I think that's one of the reasons, like I have so many people who are clients or more who are my courses who are so Mm -hmm. stuck with audience growth Mm -hmm. and like building their list to a thousand people just sounds like the craziest thing. But I think like way back when, like learning that from the get-go, like I was building an email list. I had nothing for sale, nothing like at all. Maybe if you wanted to hire me as a freelancer, I guess, but like I was emailing (laughs) every week I was growing. So I think that was such a good catapult for me to feel like that part wasn't a huge deal. I knew how to grow my audience. I knew how to connect with people. Like 
um, I remember doing like, I never did like official joint uh, venture webinars or anything, mm-hmm. but like back when like Periscope and like Blab oh God, yeah. or whatever that was called, <laughs> like. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny too, because like, I, you know, one of the reasons I was like, this feels so relevant now as it didn't like in 2015, I had to literally educate the market on why having an email list even mattered. And it was this whole thing of like, don't build your house on someone else's land. It was relevant in 2015. I feel like then the last few years, everyone was like building social media platforms and it was all about how big can you get on social media and stuff like that. And then now because of the issues with social media, people's accounts getting shut down, like all these reasons and just people being like, I'm fucking done with it. Like, I just don't want to spend my time here anymore. There's now this huge shift back to that of like, don't build your house on someone else's land. Don't be building a giant social media presence and not be getting people onto your email list. And so it almost feels like it's come back around to being super relevant again, um, which is like you said, it's what it's all about is building an actual email list, a database that you own. And then I want to tell you fast forward, however many years, seven years. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) It is crazy. Your business has gone gone through tons of pivots. Mm -hmm. Your revenue has changed a lot. Your business has changed a lot. Oh yeah. Mine has as well. And then I, I mean, I've seen you pop up a million times since then, but it was really with your high ticket hybrid program that really caught my attention because I had my mastermind at the time was the inner circle. I was bringing in like last year, it brought in like 400 K, which was great, Incredible, but not super scalable because it had boxer and, and all this mm. stuff. So I loved it. It was super intimate, super high touch. And I've done a huge pivot. We've that program is fully ended after two years, which is terrifying because it was my highest revenue generating program. We just put out the new program. And last week we did 80K cash with the pre-sale and like well over. I've been following. I've been following along. Like, yes, Taylor, you got this. I'm like, oh my God. And the the pre-sale wasn't even really planned, but you know, it's like, okay, I don't know when I joined high ticket hybrid, but like. It's been like seven months or something insane. Yeah, I think it was like October or something. I don't know. Finally doing, but it's all been like, you know, I had a baby and all that too. No big deal. Oh yeah. (laughs) I've just been like planning this huge pivot. And so I'm excited to talk to you about that today because it felt scary. And the other thing with pivoting is like, it felt really sacred too. Like it felt, it felt kind of nice to have like this secret, but also like teasing it and telling people about it, but also no one really knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And I think by keeping it sacred helped this pre-sale be so successful because everybody, just as I've been dying to put it into the world, everybody else has been dying for me to put it into the world versus just like running and jumping with everything super, super quick. It could have been faster, but granted the baby thing. So seven months might be a little extreme. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, give yourself some credit there. Um, Yeah, no, I think this, it's so, as you're talking, I'm literally like, that is exactly how how I have felt too. Like, it's just like, it doesn't really matter, you know, the level or like the timing, it's, it's the same feelings. And so I'm really excited to talk about that today. It's truly so present. Like this morning, I was like having some downloads about this, some thoughts about this. So truly we'll be sharing some very like top of mind things, but also before we do, I, I just have to shout out like the, I mean, I love all your podcast episodes, but one of the ones that I listened to recently was where you were talking about, like, you know, I don't have to do sales calls. I don't have to work 80 hour weeks. I don't have to post on social media every day if I don't want to, but if I had to, I fucking would. (laughs) And like, I, if that was, 
was what was required, I would. I would do all those things and more. And I like audibly cheered out loud when I heard you say that. And I was like, Taylor's really a girl after my own heart. Like this is, I thought that was such an important message. And I was like, I really, I really want to like people to, to feel that and understand that where it's like, you don't have to do any of those things. And like you said, like you said, for your messaging where it's like, it's, it's easier than you think it's going to be, but also having that attitude of like, whatever is required, I would do it if that's what it took. It's this really interesting balance of like, you don't have to, but at the same time, you know, you would, and that's what keeps you going. And I just really love that. And I had to tell you. Thank you. A lot of people love that episode, which is funny because that was like, oddly really terrifying because especially Mm -hmm. in the coaching space, it's like this whole ease thing, which I'm so here for, like, I want it to be easy. And like, and a lot of things have gotten really easy, Mm -hmm. but it was like, Oh God, if I tell people like you have to put in work, they still want to buy. And isn't that crazy that we even have to think about that though. And be like, Oh no, like I'm competing with people who are just like literally saying like, you don't have to do anything like Pat, like the word passive income and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, Oh gosh, uh, I guess that's what I have to compete with, but you don't. And it's not like, it's so bizarre that we even have to like consider that telling people it's going to take work up front is, um, going to turn people off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to build a multi-million dollar business. Like I'm ready to put in the work. And then I feel like once mm-hmm. you get there, it gets easier. But then the funny thing is, is that then you go through pivots and things like this, right. where internally it can feel really hard and terrifying. And then also it takes a lot of work. Like you and your team, every time you, you probably make a pivot. I know this is true for us. It's like to launch this new program, we put in some serious work building oh behind God. the scenes and we're yeah. still building it as it's selling. <laughs> You know, and then you got to think about the fact too, that like, and my, I'm putting in some decent days and I know my team is like, I'm like, I need to send my, my team Starbucks gift cards or something. Cause like (laughs) they need some caffeine after working with me the past month. (laughs) It's, it's like an intense sprint. It's like a push. And I think that that's, it's interesting when things get easier, like things that used to be hard will get easier. Those things will get easier, but as you grow and expand and level up, the next thing will feel hard again because it's new. So it's like, it, I don't know that it ever feels easy. It's like, oh, the things that used to be hard, I literally don't even think about anymore. Yeah. Those things feel so easy. But the next level of the new challenge, the new thing you've never dealt with before, the next level, that stuff is hard. And so, yeah, kind of the experience is like, it continues to be challenging. But I also think that maybe there's a personality type that's like, the minute something feels easy, you're kind of like, okay, like what's the next little challenge? <laughs> like, like, what are, what are we going to do next? You know? And maybe it's kind of like boring to just chill. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very true. Um, okay. So before we get too much farther into it, if people can't tell how excited we are for this conversation, can you tell people a little bit about like, cause some people might not know who you are, like, who are you? And yeah, can you share a little bit of like your timeline and your evolution as well, like growing your business. So people really can kind of see like what you've done. Yeah, totally. So hello, I'm Mariah cause 
you can find us. Our new brand is Fearless CEO. So you can find us at fearlessceo.co. And um, yeah, I've been doing this for over seven years, like Taylor said. Um, but specific, I actually ran a, a different business before this one um, that was in a totally different niche. And uh, some people know the story is all about like living in like a little camper and like uh, like sustainable design and stuff like that. So it's totally not business related at all. But I created a little e-course, you know, back in the day um, for that probe for that business. Um, it was a blog, you know, we were talking about blogging was all the rage. Um, and then I just had so many people asking me how I was doing it. What, how did I set up the tech, you know, other people in that little industry of sustainable building materials and ecological design and stuff like that. That was what I was going to school for at the time. People were all asking me like how I was doing it. So I started teaching them. I started helping my friends out, blah, blah, blah. And then it just became like, oh, I could start a blog about like this business side of things totally separate. I did that and it just blew up. And that was in 2015. Like we started that business in like May of 2015. And by the fall, it was like, you know, $500,000 business or something. Um, and then the next year we hit a million. And then actually for a couple years after that, and I talk about this in architecture of abundance, um, is like, we kind of were just like floating around at that seven, like 1.2, $1.5 million mark for a couple of years there. Um, very much just kind of coasting. And there was a lot going on at the time that, um, I took like an eight month sabbatical <laughs> that was on, like kind of a mental health break. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that honestly, like I can't even really talk about now, but it's just like, you know, the, the legal, the, the stuff, the, the, the BS <laughs> that you have mm -hmm. to deal with when you're successful. Um, I had a lot of stuff like that going on that I had to deal with. And so I like was very much like doing the bare minimum and it was a cool experience. Oh, and I also got sick. I got, um, I had chronic appendicitis for like nine months, which, which was gross. <laughs> um, but stuff like that, where it's just like for a couple of years there, we were kind of just hovering around that like hundred K 120 K a month mark, very much like passively, which I hate to say that it's maybe more like leveraged, but there was like an entire year where we didn't do a single launch because there was no way that was happening. <laughs> wow. So there was like a long time. There was a couple of years there where it was just like kind of chilling with these like passive courses and stuff like that. We're mostly selling like self-study in the $1,000 to $2,000 range kind of courses. And then in the end of 2017, um, the beginning of 2018, I launched my first high ticket program, which was called the accelerator. Um, it was $10,000. I went from selling like $1,000 course to $10,000 thing. And it was so scary, <laughs> um, <laughs> terrifying. Um, that for, I think it's funny too, that first round too, we did like a pilot, um, in the first few weeks of, um, 2018 for that course in, or sorry, that like high ticket program. And we have five people in it. And I think people are always like, Oh, like, you know, I want to have like a hundred people in my first, you know, high ticket program launch or like whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I started with five and then it grew into like multi, multi millions. So don't look at your first five people and be like down on your launch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's literally just the beginning. Um, so yeah, then from there, I, we continued to just do the accelerator for a while. We kind of had a transition we were selling self-study courses and then we weren't, we were just selling the high ticket accelerator. Um, in 2020, we launched high ticket hybrid, which 
people, you know, for those, those last few years, we had been selling our accelerator program without ever doing a sales call. And we had really scaled up our evergreen enrollments without any sales calls. I created this whole like actual funnel system for selling high ticket without sales calls. Um, and so we launched high ticket hybrid in response to that and high ticket hybrid very quickly, like eclipsed the accelerator became bigger, became, I thought it was, I thought literally my goal, you can like I have this written down on a piece of paper somewhere. My goal was to have 20 people enroll in high ticket hybrid in the entire year that we launched <laughs> it. Like the whole year, my goal, I thought it was going to be like a mastermind. I thought it was going to be like 20 people in a mastermind. We enrolled like 350 people. <laughs> it was like insane. Um, and so, yeah, and obviously in 2020 also like the, everything like fell apart and became very chaotic with the pandemic and stuff. So we had to pivot a lot. Like speaking of pivots, we going into 2020, we thought that whole year was going to be based on in-person live events. Mm -hmm. We had planned like four in-person live events. That was going to be our main revenue generator. That was going to be like our launch system. That was going to be like our new, like our up level was going to be like focusing on more in-person events. And I had just taken this like expensive high ticket program about how to have an event-based high ticket business and really like kind of add that element to it. And then 2020 happened and we had to like very quickly pivot, <laughs> but it was like the best thing because we, um, we had to cancel all of our live events, refund everything, which cost us a shit ton of money was not good that month, <laughs> but um, we pivoted to doing um, a virtual event and it just, it honestly blew up our business. Like we were then having like million dollar launches every time we did a virtual event, which was a huge like leap for us. And so by the end of that year, we had done multiple millions. And then uh, last year we did over 5 million. So just like a crazy wild journey, but I, but it really kind of like, you know, it's like I said, there was a couple of years there. We we're just kind of hovering around the seven figure mark, kind of figuring things out and, you know, kind of doing things passively. And I was like, not just kind of in and out of like functioning as a person and stuff. But then it really was like the last two years, 2020 and 2021 have been rapid growth. And as you know, Taylor, there's like a lot of messiness that comes with that. And people want that overnight success and they want that like quick scaling, but like, it's really, there's, I mean, like, it's great, but like, it's really fucking hard. And yeah. there's, you literally have to like become a new person every single month to like, keep up with the reality of your business. And like my mindset, my brain totally is always behind where my reality is, which I know is kind of different. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I envisioned this so clearly before it happened. And I'm more yeah. like, I'm always like surprised <laughs> when things are successful. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. It's kind yeah. of, in a lot of cases, it feels like both to me though. It feels like, like with our pre-sale we just had, it's like, oh, well, this makes a lot of sense, mm -hmm. but I cannot believe that that just happened. Like I was saying the whole week, I'm like, I literally just feel like I'm about to throw up. Like I just could not yeah. even process the, you know, cause it's just like, okay, 80 K in a month versus in a week. And then feeling like Oh, I just think we could keep doing this. Like I yeah, really, and then being that. like, that's easy. <laughs> and then it's like, why do I feel sick? <laughs> totally. Did you think now, like, why do you think you felt sick? Like what were some of the fears and stuff coming up for you? I don't, you know, I think like, um, I think the type of businesses we have, mm -hmm. it's like vulnerable. I think it's vulnerable, whether you're like, 
really succeeding because I think there mm-hmm. comes the fear of like, not everyone's watching it. So it's like, on, again, it feels the same way. Like, okay, I really think I can do this again, but yeah. can I do it again? And why but am I better so not fuck it up? <laughs> yeah, why am I so afraid of what people are going to think about if I do or do, don't do it again? And like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure you see this with, with high ticket hybrid, like a big fear too, is like going from hosting really intimate containers and that kind of being my thing and why mm-hmm. I can charge high ticket mm-hmm. versus like, you know, I've had people ask like how many people are going to be in this program. And it's like, well, right now my goal is 25, but like we're scaling it big. Like I want to be 200 people. Like I want it to be huge. I want it to be the biggest program ever and yeah. owning that and not letting people down or not being perceived a certain way. I think that's one of the yeah. hardest things about an online business is like, you know, it's like, everyone's just watching you and and who yeah. knows what they're thinking. And then, you know, everybody ends up being super inspired by it for the most part and really, really excited okay. for you and happy for you. But, you know, if, if you've gone through it, you know, too, like there's, there's a few people. Oh, <laughs> I tell absolutely. my clients that all the time. It's like, yeah, people are talking about you. Like I guarantee it. Oh yeah. Rumors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be lots of that. And even just like, I was going to ask if you felt nervous about the amount of people who will join your program, because I know it's going to be huge and I know it's going to continue to scale and be huge. And I think it's really interesting because, and I feel like, I feel like you could do a whole podcast on this where there's like the dichotomy of people who, like you were saying in your, in one of the podcasts I was listening to, where it's like, people say they want X, but they're like, not willing to do the work to get there. It's like, I want hundred K month, but like, I don't want to invest X or Y to get there. I don't want to do any of the things that like you have to do to get there. And I think it's interesting where people are like, I want to learn how to build a a scalable, sustainable business from you. But then they like question how many people are in the group. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, well, they're like, well, I want to be able to have 300 people in my group. But like, I question when you have 300 people in your group, X, Y, Z objections, you know what I mean? And it's like, or the same thing with boundaries. Like I've been thinking about this where it's like mm-hmm. the same people who are like, I want to learn how to have boundaries like you. And then you enforce boundaries and they're like freaking out. And it's like, this is literally why you hired me was to see this in action. You said that this is what you wanted. And now you're throwing a tantrum. Like what the fuck is going on? You know, yeah. or like we have a four day work week. So people are like, I want to, I want a four day work week. I want to learn how to work 15 hours a week. I want that schedule. That's my dream. And then you don't respond to an email on a Friday and they're like, man, what's happening? And you're like, this is literally why you joined this program was to learn how to do these things. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. And I think you have to be willing. That's, that's the thing is people will ask me how I avoid that type of stuff, you know, cause they don't want it. To, they don't want that right. to happen. They don't want people to be unhappy or want to drop out of their programs or and it's like, no, you have to be willing to face that stuff. Like right. those, the, the client that just thinks you're the worst coach they've ever had and your program <laughs> yeah. sucks and you're a scam artist. It's like, you could be like the most in integrity person in the entire industry. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be someone who just thinks you absolutely suck <laughs> and are absolutely. terrible. Yep. And you got to be willing. you got to be willing to face that, even though it's definitely it's uncomfortable. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. And I think as you scale, that's like one of the things that people will be like, Oh, well, see, this is why I don't want to grow my business because I don't want to open myself up to that kind of thing. But you have to understand that like the ratio of it kind of stays the same. It's just that you have more volume. So it feels like, Oh my God, I had three clients and like, you know, complain instead of 
one. And it's like, well, that's just because you have three times as many people that you're serving and the ratio doesn't really change, but people really, they'll literally be like, no, no, I don't want to grow because like, I don't want to ever hear someone say something negative about me. And it's like, also, also welcome to life. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. Whether you hear it or not, people, like you said, people are talking about you. <laughs> Do you think that you had, I mean, I'm sure you did. So be, beyond all the personal things that you were going through, do you think that there were some mindset shifts for you going from the one to the 5 million or things that you had to be will- like, maybe you were afraid of, but you just had to be willing to like face it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I on it, I think it's more that I for sure was not like mature enough as a business owner to have handled all the things I was asking for. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this, you know, Taylor and architecture abundance where it's like, Oh, I, um, I was so, I thought I was so ready to go from like 1.5 million to 3 million to 5 million. Like I, I really, I really was like, logically, like I am ready to make that leap. What do I have to do? I I remember this year where I was like, it was like 2019 and I was just excavating like all, I was like, I must have a mindset block somewhere in there. Let's like, let's unpack my brain and be like, where's that mindset block hiding? How can I find it? And it's like, I don't think it was any of that. I think it was just that I wasn't mature enough and I wasn't ready to like have and hold all the things that that entailed, especially when it came to team stuff. And 2020 was like a really hard year for team stuff. The growing team, the hiring, the firing, like rapidly growing team that had, you know, coincided with a rapidly growing business and program was just like, I had to change things about myself and address patterns and habits that I had that were like, not supportive of other people and not like healthy. And it all, it's all just like, oh, well, of course, like I have abandonment issues. So I I would like, I had not addressed how that was coming out with my team (laughs) where I was having like attachment issues to people, (laughs) you know what I mean? And all these things that I had to like face and change about myself, especially as it related to being the CEO and, and having team members beyond just like, Oh, like we had always had like a couple of employees and, you know, three or four employees and a handful of contractors, whatever. But when you grow beyond that, I had to do the work of like, the internal stuff. And so I really think that if it had happened earlier, I just wouldn't have been like mature enough or something to maybe it would have happened. Like, I guess I would have had to like get mature pretty fast, but, um, I think it would have self-sabotaged it in a different way. I can resonate with that. Like 110%, Mm -hmm. like every single thing you just said. So major, like I fully, Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. And when I was started, like I was, probably like 20 years old when I bought your course, like baby. And so it's, it's easy to blame it on my age, but like, um, I'm like, I don't even know who I was at 20 years old, but it does, I don't think it matters your age. It's like, there's so much that comes with business that the only thing that could ever prepare you for it is actually doing it. And like yes. having coaches and stuff is great, but like, you don't even, it, you literally have to go through it. You know, you to, can't, to there's maturity. no shortcut. You have to live through it to learn it. And no, there's a lot of lessons that I'm like, I like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm like a couple steps ahead of whoever, and I can try to tell them the lessons yeah. and try to tell them what to look out for and stuff. And still I can just look at them and be like, I know you're going to have to like 
you're going to have to learn this the hard way. <laughs> you're going to have to live through it. There's like, you're probably not going to understand what I'm saying until you've gone through it and like learned the hard way, even if I try to warn you or tell you or whatever. And the other thing with what you're saying too, is like, I can look back at all the hard things that I went through both business related, personal, whatever, in those couple of years before 2020, when we were sort of like figure, you know, just kind of floating around. I don't know why I keep saying it just kind of felt like a like a year or two of like floating. Cause like I took the sabbatical and we were just, we weren't really launching. We we're just like doing passive income and stuff. Sorry. I hate that word passive income, but we were just kind of doing funnels and stuff, but it was like all the things that happened prepared me for the next thing. And even though those things suck, I couldn't, I can look back and be like, well, the fact that that happened the year before that meant that I could say, oh, this next time that this hard thing happens, I know how to deal with it. Not only do I know the logistics of how to deal with it, but I know that I can deal with it. I know that I'm a capable person. I know that I'm a strong person. I know that I can overcome things like this because I've done it before on maybe a smaller scale when there was less at stake or less risk or whatever. And so I think some of those hard things, they just give you like the tools in your toolbox that you can take forward with you that if I hadn't had those experiences, the things that happen as you're scaling rapidly into the multi-millions are going to break you. You know what I mean? But because I had had like all these experiences leading up to it that were challenging and that I definitely wished hadn't happened at the time, <laughs> I can look back and be like, okay, yeah, no, this is, that was useful. Like I can, I can use that now in this current situation. Yeah. So Tell us how many team members do you have now? Um, currently we have 13. Because when I, even when I bought your program the most recently, and I heard you talk about your team, like instantly it was like wall up, like, nope, I don't want that many team members. I'm not willing to have that many team members. I want nothing to do with that. And I talked to people about this, not in regards to you, but in regards to anybody who has a big team yeah. and learning from them, it's like, oh, I'll figure out my own way to do it without all the team, without all the help. Hmm. Because I think a lot of people have blocks around that. Like you said, like anyone yeah. who has any type of like trust issues with people, abandonment issues with people, like yeah. it feels really, not only does it feel really vulnerable online, putting yourself out there and people watching your every move, but then it feels totally different, but like a similar thing with team. It's like scary yeah. to like be responsible for that many people trust that that many people will have your back and also see you as like good, you know, instead of like yeah. the asshole boss. <laughs> totally. Um, Which like not ever like, I mean, and that's the thing is like, you are going to have people who are like, I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're going to be like, oh yeah, I can see that. It's not the right fit. And that's what like, I know, um, before when we were talking, you were saying something about like, um, having the team, like, like as we're, we're, we're pivoting a lot and we change a lot and our business is very like fast paced and how the team can like be, have yes. buy-in during that and how they can like kind of function through that. And I think there's just the really hard part is just that, you know, it's the same thing when you like buy a house and you, you get to like tour a house for 15 minutes and then you like decide that you're going to spend all your money on it. And like, it's going to be your house that you live in forever. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like the same thing when you're hiring someone where you're like, I have done an hour interview with you. I've of course, like we've gone through the whole process. I'm going to trust that I think this is the right move, but of course there's going to be things that just aren't a mutual fit. And so I think over time, there are things that I've had to change about myself, but what, what I've had to do is discern 
what is a characteristic or a trait that I need to change or shift or update or like, you know, needs to be addressed? Or what is something that is like actually very, I'm not doing anything wrong. This is just a core to like who we are as a company and who I am as a CEO. And like, if you hate change and you hate pivots and you hate evolution, then like, this is not the place for you. And so, but like, it's really hard. Of course, like it's hard. Again, people can say in the interview, oh, I love that. I love fast paced change, you know, you know, I love an innovation, an innovative environment. And then they're in it and they're like, I don't like this. (laughs) So I think there has been a lot of like, you know, it's hard to know what you're getting into for both sides. And I always, I always think like when it doesn't work out with someone either because they leave or we ask them to leave or like whatever the situation is, it's always for the best for both of us. And they are definitely going to find like the right thing for them. Um, but yeah, I think it's just continuing to hone in on who, what is the right person to work in my team? And it's totally different than your team or anyone else's team. There's no like perfect job description or perfect personality type. It just depends on the actual culture of your company. And it takes time. It like, it takes living through it to figure out what the fuck your culture even is. And like, what are those things? Because again, there is years where I would be like, we have to stop pivoting. We have to stop changing. We have to stop evolving. Like people are really getting tired. People are getting stressed, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like asking that question of like, do, do, does the company need to change? Or like, is this person just like not the right fit for this company? Yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, there's definitely people who would be like, no, Mariah, like you're wrong. (laughs) And I'd be like, I welcome that opinion, but (laughs) Um, but depends on like what things are actually going to change versus what is like core to, to your company. I love that. So on the topic of, of pivoting, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I totally thought that the way I would get to a million, I feel like once you, like when you're going to a million dollar business, you're Mm -hmm. thinking that's just going to be like the biggest thing in the world. And then you get there and you're like, okay, how do I get to five or 10? (laughs) Like no big deal. But, um, like 1 million just kind of seems so small in a good way. But I thought like to get to a million, I would figure it out. Like I would figure out everything, my message and my brand Mm -hmm. and my offer or offerings or whatever. Like I'd know exactly what it was going to look like. I'd execute it and get there. And then we just keep executing it and scaling. But I don't think it usually goes that way. And I, I think like even where you're at, it's like you're still seeing places to pivot, which I'm so curious, like what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch, but it's like, I think some people would think like, well, if it's, good. Like if you're making all this money and I'm sure you don't hate your business, it's like, I pivot. Right. So what are your thoughts right. on that? Literally the question I have had to ask myself the last yeah, three months is like, even. why, why are you even Raya, why the fuck are you even entertaining the idea that there might be a different way to do things? Why would you ever even think that look at what you've like, I, ha- I work three days a week, with $5 million business, all my dreams came true, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why are you quite, why is this little voice in your head? Like asking you these annoying questions about like, but what if we did it this way instead? And I have to tell you, Taylor, I haven't told anyone else this, but this feels really present is like the, the biggest mindset thing. Like we can talk about the mindset to like going from one to 5 million and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, like the biggest mindset thing that I'm dealing with today, like in the last few weeks has been this like very trapped thought of, well, this is the model that got us to this place. And I would be extremely foolish 
to change anything about it because like that is how we got here. That is what made us successful. When I say the model, I mean like these products, this pricing, this, this exact, these types of strategies, these types of promotions, like this is what got us here. Why the fuck are you thinking about changing it? Like that we just, you should just keep doing it. (laughs) Like, Like that's like the, that's like the one side of my brain. That's like, you're insane. Don't change anything. Just keep doing what's working. It's like this well-run machine, blah, blah, blah. But then I think, and again, this is like, maybe just, I, I've, the innovation piece is like, I can't ignore it. And so when I see the potential to do something better or to do it more efficiently or to do it in a, to, to do it in a way that gets clients better results faster. Like when I see mm-hmm. that potential, I can't unsee it and I can't ignore it. And sometimes I wish I could, like, I wish I could just be like, well, Mariah, just, yeah, there is a, there is probably a way to do this. That's 20% better. And like solves, you know, there's a couple of little snags and things that bother you about, you know, the, the, you're like, yeah, this got us to 5 million and beyond, but like, there's a couple little things that I would change about it, blah, blah, blah. But then like, you see the slightly better way to do it, or you see like a different way to do it. And I don't know how to ignore that. And so, and it's challenging. It is really challenging for me. And it's really scary to like, there's no good way to like go about that, like with your team or whatever, where you're just like, oh, I feel bad for saying this, but like, I think we actually should do this thing instead or whatever. But, um, and it's like, like you were saying, as you can imagine, it's an enormous fucking risk because you've got a lot of, you've got team members, you've got expenses, you've got payroll, you've got like a lot of stuff now. And I continue to take the risk because I have an irrational level of self-belief that I don't know how to teach to other people, but I just have that (laughs) literally to a level that I think is like not normal. (laughs) People might say it's delusional, but like I have an irrational level of self-belief that I can do anything and I can, you know, I, I can make it work. Um, but I, I do think there's just like that pivoting part is like, like you said, you look at it and you're like, why can't I just stick with the thing that's working? double down on what's already working, keep doing the same thing. And a part of me thought that way and is frustrated with myself for coming up with new ways of doing things and wanting to pivot. But the other part of me can also be like, A, the market is truly always changing. So like this fan, this idea that you could like keep doing what you've always done or keep doing what got you here and made you successful, I actually think is a fantasy because eventually I would have to evolve and pivot and I can either do it soon. I can either preemptively do it ahead of time, or I can be the last one to do it. Right. And so like, that's never this idea that like, you're going to find this final form of something and never have to change it. That's not really real. And I also had the question where someone asked me, Oh, if, is this, is this the same business model you want to have at 10 or 15 or 20 million and I was like, uh, I don't actually don't know. <laughs> like, like, I actually don't know that that's like, hmm, interesting. And I also had a lot of, in the last few months, I've had some of, you know, my dear friends and, and colleagues and people that I work with, like challenge me on 
all the places where I still playing small, still am thinking small, still am acting out of fear. Even when I thought, like I thought that we were like going to the next level and I thought we were being fearless (laughs) with fearless CEO. Um, (laughs) But even then people being like, you're still, you're still like, you're my visibility wound is still just like really strong and really like messing with me all the time and influencing my decisions. And so I feel like I've been, I've been called out in the best way of like where I've been holding back because of those things. And I feel like there's still more to figure out. Anyway, I'm in the messy middle right now as we're talking. Yeah. No, I I love that because it's, that's so relevant for a lot of people, I'm sure. And I don't know about you, but for me with pivots or I, I feel like if you're like, I think it's a good thing if, if you're a business owner that you can always be seeing a better way. It's annoying, but yeah. I think, I think so sometimes annoying. what I used to struggle with is like, as soon as I could see a better way for revenue, for client results, mm-hmm. for more ease, whatever. Yeah. I would really quickly start to think that the current way was not good at all, even though it would be successful And so that's where I had to like realize that like, which was bad because it was all the time, like all the time I could see a better way. So all the time I kept thinking that my way I was already doing sucked. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. It's almost like you immediately discounted what you had been doing in light of the new thing without, instead of just being like, I can respect that this is a great way, but there's also like a new thing. Yeah. Like I'm good. Like what I have right now is perfect and great and and it's helping people and it's great for the business. And And I can kind of, that's why I said like the pivots can be sacred where it's like, I can just pause in this pivot and like go inward Mm. and look at all the stuff that's here for me, you know, make strategic moves with my team. Like I don't have to like rush it. And I think probably when you're running such a large business, even doing like one huge pivot every year probably feels like a lot really fast. Mm. I know one thing that is keeping a lot of people small is that they feel like every time they have an idea for a pivot, they have to execute on it tomorrow. So they start like building out pages and programs and it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Right. Give it some time to gestate too, because however quickly you're like, I've had to do that where I just, I know now that like the idea I have today is going to evolve by the next week will look different. So like, don't do anything today. (laughs) Just, just like you said, take a pause, sit on it, think about it, let it gestate a little bit. And then once you've like mold, you know, if you're still thinking about it, two months later, then it's like, okay, this is probably a thing. This isn't just like a blip, um, which I do think is definitely a, like you said, a, an evolution and a change for us to just kind of have a different pace about it. But even like every two months is fast for some people. <laughs> um, but like you were, I was really resonating when you were saying how you were like, oh, this program brought in $400,000 last year. And then I'm sunsetting it to launch a new thing this year. And it's, that's, that's exactly where like my fear has been, you know, and just this thing of like, are you really going to like, you know, change the thing that's, you know, $5 million program to like, try to do it differently and like, do it like I I think better and and better client results faster. Like, I just, I can see it, you know, I can see the next version of it. And, um, it's so scary though, to be like, oh, okay. So you're going to like replace it with something else. And what does that look like? Yeah. And again, I don't know. I think this is my big hang up with a lot of things. It's just like, what are people going to think? Because even with the people in my world that are clients who I know, like we have such a good relationship and and everything's good. It's like, 
I felt like even when they could kind of tell what was happening, they kind of were putting two and two together. Like I can mm. tell you're getting rid of this program because you're not selling it as much. Like I can tell oh, yeah. here why, like they wanted the inside scoop. And on one hand, yeah. it's vulnerable because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even have an answer yet to tell you. Like I'm, like you said, I'm in the messy middle is how it feels mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And then on the other hand too, it's like, when you're pivoting again, it doesn't mean that what you have isn't good or that it sucks or that you hate it. Or it's just like, it's more so looking for improvements. And I really do think that's been a huge part of why this has been really successful for me is like, I think more than ever, I've been thinking about what's best for me and my clients, like what is going to really scale my business and and really fit in with the life that I want and what's going to help the clients be really successful too. And I've spent a lot of time like I've learned a lot from you, but then I've also been doing like a lot of my own research. I've like hardly, I'm like anti-market research. And maybe that's my stubborn side. Like I've hated Mm -hmm. market research, but this time I've talked like over 150 people, like mostly clients. Like, what do you like about group programs? What do you not? What are you looking for? Price points? Like, it's just funny. It's been new for me, but it's like, I've put so much more like intentionality into this. And it's not just a like, what's the next thing to sell? What's going to scale? Yes. Me? Like, no, what's going to be like Us amazing too. for everyone involved. Yeah. You know? And like, what's going to like, not that I think this could be the case, like whatever it is. Um, one of the questions we've been asking is like, Hey, like we noticed that there's this cycle of like every year to two years, we like have a new program and there's like a new structure and stuff like that what can we do to like build around that pattern or what can we do to like make that part of it? Or what can we do to, I don't know, like think about something like you were saying sustainable and being super intentional. I think we've been on that same journey of just actually doing a lot of research, interviewing people, interviewing the clients. Do we do so much client research and surveys and stuff like that. And looking at, you know, getting support from consultants and other people and just trying to see like, what is the, what is the next best way to, to approach this? Um, and I think I, you know, I never, like you were saying, people being like, Oh, well, what's wrong with this way. I'm never like throwing away, which again, this is maybe some, sometimes I've had mentors be like, Mariah, you have to just like wipe the slate clean and like start from, you know, you could just start from scratch, but I never like throw away the previous version or it's more just like building on it or re restructuring it. Or like even the last program that we launched the fearless CEO accelerator, it was a, it was an integration and a combination of high ticket hybrid and our other accelerator program from a couple of years ago. And it was like, it was completely redone and updated to, to bring those things together. And it's like, I'm not like throwing anything away. I'm actually just trying to like make it all work together even better and more efficiently and faster results and stuff like that. But even like we talked about like bringing back your first one K, which is something we're working on this month. It's like, Oh, I didn't, it's like, you don't have to throw it away and be like, Oh, that sucked. You can be like, Oh, where does this fit in? And what's like the new, what's like the, the new version of that? What's the updated version of that? I don't know. Well, it's funny because I would never have thought that you were going to bring that back, but it's like, also, of course, you're not going to throw it away. Of course, you're going to bring it back because usually we're building something because it's been such an important part of our growth. So how could you ever throw it away? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it, again, it's not like it's bad. It's, 
it's amazing. And, and, and it changes gonna... with the seasons. Like there yeah. was definitely seasons in our business where that had, that program had no place in, yeah. the, in the product suite. Like we, st- we didn't sell it for a couple of years. It was like, I don't see where this fits in. This isn't what we're doing right now. It wasn't our focus, but I think as we grow, we are, you know, just as our bandwidth continues to grow as it's like, yeah, we spent like an entire year perfecting this program and now we can perfect this program. And like, we have this bigger vision of having all these things working together. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So good. <laughs> lots of, lots of stuff, but I, I love this conversation about pivoting. I'm so glad it's like present for, for both of us. And I know a lot of other people in the mastermind and just a lot of other people in the space in general who are like, Hmm, what, like, what's the, I don't know. What's like this, like fresh new way of doing things. And that's the question I'm always exploring. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to someone else recently who was talking about, cause now, like I said, I had my wall up about team and, and whatnot. And now I'm like mm-hmm. into it. I'm like yeah. team and KPIs and goals with the team and like really getting them involved. It's been really fun. And I feel really new with it. Cause I'm finally yes. just opening up to it. But, um, she was talking about, uh, do you know, Emily Hirsch? Have you heard of her? Uh, yeah. 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 You'd pro- her podcast is like so good for anyone oh. listening. Like I love her podcast, but she was talking about this in one of her like series that she did recently, where it's like actually always looking for a way to create a better experience for your clients. Like every month or I forget how she said it, but like mm-hmm. every month, like, or maybe every quarter or so, like having a goal to improve your delivery you know, yeah. and having a goal for different people on your team. And so it's been like really cool for me to kind of step into a new phase where it's like, it's not all on me. It's like me and my team are doing this together and yes. we can have these goals. And so totally. even as I'm looking at like, okay, how do we improve client delivery? Well, I can give that to a team member to help me with as well, you know, oh, totally. now that more people are involved. So yeah, it sounded like it would be so hard and scary. And there's definitely parts about team that are really uncomfortable, but it's actually like, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> thank God yes. I have this team because oh, I truly. I'm. Yeah, I don't know who I don't. I mean, I definitely don't fantasize about um, not having a team. Like, yeah, when people are like, oh gosh, like, like you said, like, oh, it's it's so much, and like maybe I could just do it without a team. And I'm just like, I don't know. That now that I've felt deeply supported, even yeah. though it's not always easy, and there's lots of challenges with dealing with human beings with lots of variables and different personalities. And like, it's challenging, but there's definitely no grass is greener about doing it myself. No, (laughs) that would not be fun. I so feel that. Oh, this like has flown by this. I know I can't, I just looked at the clock and was like, wait, we're like, I'm time. like, what, what else happens? We, like we're, we're done in like 10 minutes. And it's like, Oh no, it's been almost an hour. So <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so good. Um, I love this. I feel like my biggest takeaways, I love what you said about like the biggest thing has been like letting yourself mature. And like a lot mm-hmm. of the, the growth has had to happen as you've matured and been able to handle things 100%. I love that perspective. I resonate with that. And I, I know that people get a lot from the pivoting conversation too, because I, I bet a lot of people resonate where there's always a pivot on the mind. Always, yeah. always. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Taylor. This has been so fun. Yeah. Let everyone know. So if they're really resonating with you and what you've shared, where can they follow you, hang out with you? What are the best places? Yeah. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mariah P cause and, um, go to fearlessceo.co.co And, um, we actually have like a, like a, literally a whole vault of like all these free trainings. It's like a ton of like free videos and stuff like that. And if you want to just 
go down the rabbit hole and binge watch a bunch of like cool content, you can go there. Yeah, definitely go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I suggest <laughs> Love it. the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. Taylor.